There we go. We have professionally clapped. Ooh. I only heard my own. I did not hear your guys's, just so you know. I heard it's very second. quiet on the recording, but it's, it's there. Yeah. No, I heard, I heard mine. Yeah. Mine was ahead, and then I heard somebody's very quietly go, Loop. <laughs> I think that was probably mine. <laughs> did you realize? That it's International Women's Month and History Month, but also Women's Day is coming up, and we're just all women here now. Hmm. I I did know for secret reasons, <laughs> <laughs> but right. I mean I knew too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did a uh, Women's History Month uh, thing on the first of March actually with Stream Raiders, which was super fun. It went really well. That's cool. Oh yeah, you had your mm-hmm. skin um, giveaway, uh, yeah, promotion thing, right? Yeah, yeah. They spotlighted me, and then they gave me sixteen Stream Raider skins to give away, and they were like exclusive Women's History Month skins. So like, you can only get them through the giveaways, and it was super cool. Ooh, that's awesome! Like, actually, like really mm-hmm. rare. Nice. Yeah, awesome. and they're featuring one person every uh, day of the month. So yeah, it was. It was really fun to be part of. Like, I was shocked that they chose me to be the kickoff, you know, but it was really cool and really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's really, really cool. Yeah, I, I, I can't talk about my secret thing yet. <laughs> but Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's stuff happening. There we go. Let's say it that way. Cool. <laughs> that's why I knew as well. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's an American thing, right? Like, mostly. I don't know. History like, Month? Yeah. yeah, I think. I didn't <laughs> hear anything about it last year. Like, last year, it wasn't really a thing. And suddenly this year, like, the spaces I am in, it's, in, it's like, such a bigger thing suddenly, you know? Because, like, I guess I've kind of dived deeper into, like, the video game industry and all of that stuff. And, you know, because I want to get a, ga- a job, like, a full-time job as a game producer, game production. And, you know... I mean, production itself has a good number of women, but uh, video games as a whole doesn't, so... Mm. Yeah, I don't know, I feel like Germany in particular, and I I probably assume Austria as well, with, like, this sort of topic, we don't really do the special history month X things or special history day things, really. I I was never really... It was never really a thing until I, you know, stepped more into the international stage like that i suppose oh yeah here too though i didn't i mean i vaguely heard of black history month you know especially Mm. like in high school they would talk about it i think they probably started talking about it when i was in high school i didn't hear of it and i don't think i heard of it in middle school and i definitely didn't hear of it in elementary school so it's a new thing coming to prominence for sure yeah it's probably also kind of a little bit uh partially Definitely brand image type stuff that everybody's picking it up now as well. This might be the cynic mm-hmm. in me talking, but you know, like it's it's like yeah. you know how suddenly everybody during um you know Pride Month is suddenly rainbow colored, even though eleven months for you know, for the eleven <laughs> rest months of the year they don't give a hoot. <laughs> oh my gosh, that, is that true. just reminds me of the Skittles thing where they go like, "We took our colors away for the month." Like I don't know, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. 
for yeah. Pride Month or what? Yeah, Skittles did like a thing where they just made all of the Skittles white in a bag for Pride Month. Okay. Because they're yeah. always rainbow colored, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah. really odd and roundabout like, logic. We're giving yeah, but you just... control of the rainbow again, and we're not going to take it from you. And it was just like, what? Okay. <laughs> I don't think they can. It's not like it's a like, limited resource. Like, yeah, I, I, okay. I get, I get the idea behind it, but the execution probably was a zero out of ten, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know what is not a zero out of ten is this uh, episode of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. Uh, this is episode 59, airing on the 5th of March, and I guess it is somewhat a little bit Women's History Month appropriate, because I'm FG, and I'm joined today by Tutti Kiri and Sui. Sui, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Nice. And Kiri, how yeah. are you doing this Friday morning? <laughs> yeah, uh, quite well. I woke up super early to get work started. Sounds good. And uh, I also can't complain. I got to sleep in today for 15 Me minutes because Lex <laughs> is uh, doing home office today. So I uh, got 15 minutes of extra sleep, which definitely helped totally uh, to catch up on the like four and a half hours, five hours from the night before that I missed. Because my brain decided it would be fun to wake up at 3.30 and then not fall back asleep. <laughs> that is harsh. Yeah, it was. 7 p.m.? Mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Don't mind me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> nice. But then we, we know that your sleep rhythm is is wonky, always. <laughs> I got sick recently. So, like, when I'm sick, I sleep a ton. And my sleep schedule just goes out the window. And so, whenever I'm, like, recovering from being sick or, like, you know, getting back into the flow of things, I'm like, oh, no, I'm waking up at 7 p.m. What do I do? You know? So... <laughs> Because, you know, it's the opposite schedule of what I would ideally have. So I'm going to work on it. I don't know what method I'm going to use, but because if I do too harsh of a method, I'll get sick because I'm frail. <laughs> oh, yep. man. Oh, God. Y- you were like me. You would also definitely not survive a zombie apocalypse, huh? <laughs> oh, no. Not unless, like, I got to be in a community, like, instantly and I had people around me that were, like, really good and able to protect me. Because, like, I feel like I could be very useful in a community in a zombie apocalypse because, you know, I love organizing and planning and I know basic things like I can sew, I can do like little crafty things, you know, so I could make it work. But, uh, yeah, you need the wider audience to, to help. Oh, wider, wider group to help. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I would not survive on my own, honestly, like. I'm a good shot. I actually am really good at like long range using a rifle and shooting. Like I've impressed people with my aim with guns before because I've gone shooting because you know that's like a thing we do in America sometimes for fun. And um, I've I have really good aim apparently, which is really weird because you know I only shot a gun for the first time like a little over a year ago, and. I don't know. I just, it's like a natural talent for me. I know how to time it well, I guess. And pew pew. Cool. Well, okay. So now you're going to be um, the, the sniper. Um, yeah. Sniper lookout and then just do things in the community. Yeah. Sounds exactly. good. I, cool. Sounds like you have a solid plan. So, yeah, like 
If anybody needs somebody in the zombie apocalypse, uh, go to Sui. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who's willing to go scout, who, like, you know, has good agility and all of that stuff, because I don't. Um, I have (laughs) asthma. I also have all kinds of medical medical conditions. I'm just like, hmm, in a zombie apocalypse, I might just straight die from, (laughs) like, needing medicine, you know? Like, oh, yeah, her throat (sighs) swelled, just swelled closed because, you know... She has a lot of allergies, and she oh, doesn't no. have access to antihistamines anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's a... Uh, yeah, so that's an intro to the podcast, but hey, why <laughs> why ever not? Uh, you know, survival of the zombie apocalypse, you know? It might, it might happen. Probably not, mm-hmm. but who knows, you know? It's just, yeah. It's a I feel thing. like uh, <laughs> I feel like Kiri would do good in a zombie apocalypse, because, like, she's super fit, you know? Yeah, I think so too. I see you as like super fit and a runner. I don't know if that's true, Carrie, but that's just what I see. I like the idea of that. Um, <laughs> I, I actually went running again last week. Hey, awesome! So I, I wouldn't really say I am a runner. I, I want to be though. And uh, spring is sadly upon us, so it's getting warmer. And I actually went for a run again. Yeah, nice, Ooh. awesome. And and I do. I do like workouts. I just haven't done as much as I want to really, but I'm not unfit, I suppose. Not as fit as I want to be, but I'm not unfit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a work in progress, right? <laughs> it is, I it am, is. And there are ups and downs. Yeah. I'm extremely of out of shape, but I'm trying. I'm doing a yoga thing, and I've done uh, 21 days of yoga now. Um, I nice. had to take a pause for two days, but yeah, today will be 20, day 22 as we're recording this, so... That's great. GG. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so hard to stick to something, so I'm, I'm glad oh, you can do God, that. Oh, God, it yeah. is. Like, making, making something a habit is something I've struggled with my entire life. <laughs> Me too. so mm. hard. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you have, like, the ADHD brain where you love something, you go, like, super hard on it, and then one day your brain just goes, like, nah, this is boring now. And then you literally, like, can't force yourself anymore to do it. Like, it's something you maybe completely and utterly loved. But there, there comes this time where your brain just goes like, nah, I'm good now. Okay, I don't oh. have ADHD, and that still happens to me. Like, as far as I know, I do not have ADHD in any way. And that happens to me so hard. Like, I don't get it, you know? Like, I'll go down this big rabbit hole on YouTube a long time and then suddenly i don't want anything to do with it you know it's just mm. like or like with games i cannot play stardew valley i played the heck out of it when i got it like way before i was a streamer and i can't touch it anymore mm. yeah that just happened though yeah once you've, yeah once you've had your fill if you don't have adhd brain i think it's just once you had your fill mm. it's over mm. yeah no, and you that just look for something else yeah yeah yeah, the, the the stupid things with ADHD, you like, you don't even necessarily when it's like a hobbit, you don't necessarily get like all the way in. You get and do all like the super fun planning, and like you go shopping for around for like items to use while doing the hobby and that sort of stuff. And you buy everything, and then you start, and then your brain goes like, "Nah, next thing." <laughs> it's so oh. stupid. Yeah, it's so dumb. And then you have all that stuff you don't need. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, okay. yeah, it's it's stupid. Like, um. ADHD people tend to have like a lot of like different hobby items just like kind of like lying around Mm -hmm. and people don't use them like 
uh luckily i have a lex to keep that sort of in check which is very 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 helpful <laughs> yeah <I bet laughs> with the whole you know acquiring lots of things and i did also both times we moved decluttered like extremely like not so much like when we moved last year but like moving countries i decluttered mm -hmm. so hard i got rid of so much stuff and it was so good such a good decision like oh it's so freeing if you have like all this yeah stuff dragging you down and whatnot but um what's not dragging you down i think is this episode of the podcast um and i think we're gonna just head into a quick break and then we talk about what this podcast is uh mostly about games so stick around we'll be right back And welcome back to the Healthy and Frequency podcast, episode number 59 with Sui Kiri and me, FG. And we've got lots and lots and lots of games to talk about, new stuff, old stuff. Uh, Kiri, talk to me yes. about Company of Heroes 3. Yeah, I talked about it uh, last week's episode already. Um, I've been playing it again, continued with the Italy campaign, and, and I still like it. It's, it's really fun. Last week I talked with Blind about it and the funny thing is that I was surprised that Company of Heroes had a like a total war turn-based map. Mm. I didn't know. Apparently that was the selling point of the third one. I didn't know. Blind <laughs> was surprised that I was surprised. But uh, I've played some more and I really like it. It's cool. Also there have been three patches now since the release, which is good because the game is super buggy or at least it was super buggy upon release. Mm. Okay. But they are they're working on it very quickly and it's getting better with every patch. Because it was AI pathing doing a weird thing where you have a certain unit who can shoot a grenade and you see that it's in range, but they still walk up right to the enemy, then throw it high up, it drops right right next to them on the ground, and then it <laughs> explodes on them. It's like Dude, why did you do this? But uh, yeah, they're fixing things, which is good. Good, yeah. yeah that it's, sounds... it's still really fun. It's very enjoyable and, and it's, it's cool. Yeah, that sounds a bit problematic indeed. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it, not, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not quite my, my kind of game because I don't like World War II games. But mm. um, I did get a key and the stipulations were, uh, we don't care if you, have, if you make content with this, just have the key. So I gave it to Lex. <laughs> okay yeah and uh he seems to be enjoying it as well so <laughs> you know there's that at least it didn't go to yeah. waste right <laughs> no absolutely i think it's really I... fun because if oh go ahead yeah oh, yeah i was gonna say i can't do games that are like overly dreary like i'm really picky when games get to a certain dreariness level which means i can't play most medieval games um <laughs> it just makes me really sad <laughs> like i don't know yeah. why yeah, I mean, yeah, if, no. if the atmosphere is like that, I, I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is, what, what about Frostpunk? Oh, dude, that game was hard for me. Like, I enjoyed the game, but it, like, it wrecked my mental health a little bit. You know, oh. like, by the time I finished, I was just like, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, so. fair enough. I have the Dark Kiri coping me mechanism, and honestly, I think it's funny. 
Like all these <laughs> horrible things are happening to the people and I'm just sitting there enjoying it. <laughs> oh, no. That's how Kiri draws yeah. her strength. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, sure. I like I I I think and then I also say out loud, oh that's so sad. We're gonna do it though, it's funny. <laughs> nice. I, don't, I don't know if that's that's how I do this. Yeah, that, that sounds good. What what really amuses me about Company of Heroes is like the voice acting seems so incredibly modern and it just makes me laugh all the time when I hear just Lex playing it because I don't know, like some of the like you know, just just chatter that the units do, it sounds so way too modern for like the I don't know, forties. I don't know, it's really odd. It, it's it's oh. I, I don't even have an example right now, but it's like uh uh oh yeah, there was like this one I don't know if it was a cutscene or if well, if it, this was chatter, but there went like one one dude is like, Oh my god, this is so hella sexy. <laughs> and I'm just like, What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, all right, all right. Okay, I guess okay, why not? That's how it is. Sure. That, but, was, yeah. that was one thing. Because um, in the Italy campaign, you have a mission where you have to uh, capture and rescue a town, and it's called Potenza. And <laughs> okay, it's, yeah. It's, it's become a meme because every single turn, there's a voice line of that one American guy telling you, hey, you'll have to capture Potenza. Oh, it would be really good to do this now. And every single turn until you actually have it. And eventually it's just, I have only one word for you, Potenza. <laughs> I know what I'm supposed to do. Let me do other things first. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, my, my chat gets very excited now when, when we hear Potenza. Potenza, all hell Potenza. Yeah. Yeah. The yes. fable Potenza. But at least, at least they kind of un understood and like made it like funny themselves, right? Like... Yeah, as you said, where where they just go at the end. I have just one word for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it's it's cool. I I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Like I guess like adding a little bit of humor like that to a game, like to a uh, a really um, heavy topic like that, does definitely also yeah. like midi help mitigate that 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 dreariness yes. a little bit, doesn't it? Nice. Nice. Very good. Very good. Talking about totally not dreary games, Sui. <laughs> how are you? How are your adventures in Project Zomboid? Because that's yeah, really like, happy go lucky. <laughs> no, but like I don't know for some reason it doesn't trigger it. I don't know, man. I'm weird. Um, but I've been doing like really hardcore runs of Project Zomboid. So basically, I have 16 times the normal amount of zombies in the game, and then I'm starting with no skills. So usually you start with five fitness, five strength to kind of get you going. But I'm starting without anything, and it's very hard. Um, I'm on, like, my fifth or so character for it, and I've killed almost, like, a thousand zombies, and I've survived, like, I don't know, I think it was, like, 15 days or something at this point. Dang. So I'm pretty proud of myself, because all the other ones, I survived, like, 11 days and got, like, 400 kills. Or maybe That's I so survived, like, 10 days. So, that like, I'm really having impressive. this huge improvement this game. Which feels really good, but now I'm struggling to get food, so it's just a whole thing. But mm. it's so fun; I really enjoy it. Like it, once you get good at the game, it's so satisfying to just sit there and bonk and kill zombies like crazy. You know, just boop 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 boop, and like the <laughs> sound they make when they die is really—it's it's chef's kiss. Okay, <laughs> it's it's uh, as Sue Boy calls it, it's neuron activation. <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess I guess that. Would, I don't remember that sounds the fun. sound. Yeah, that sounds fun yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I I haven't played recently, but I saw recently that um they put out this big, big, big post about um B forty two. I have no idea how far B four like the B forty two update is out. Probably still quite either. a while. They but, don't say. Uh, yeah, they do that's... not say. It's frustrating. Like everyone thinks it's gonna be sometime this year, but like nobody knows. You know. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like B forty one took so long. I understand them not saying it because I'm sure they just got like a message every day. They just probably got like a bajillion messages just going yeah. when B forty one, be when B forty one, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, but um, apparently they're um in B forty two they're adding like basements. And a mm-hmm. new light engine. It looks really good. Like and animals. Yeah, animals. animals too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really, really cool. cool. Like, it's crazy. It's been like, what, 12 years now since it like first popped up and it's like still going strong. It's crazy. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's starting to enter like um, almost, uh, do forgive me blind. It's almost starting to enter like Dwarf Fortress, like length of like development in a way. Um. So, I don't know, like, I, I feel like you can't really call Project Zomboid, like, early access anymore. <laughs> no, it doesn't but it's also, feel. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel early access when you play it. So, it's, like, kind of hard to say that it is. Yeah, and it's also not, like, it's also not, um, like, but it's also not finished. So, it's, like, yeah, continuous development or something like that. We need, like, a word for in-between stuff. Because, like, obviously, Dwarf Fortress is also not finished yet. But it's definitely not early access because, like, you know, of the, you can get hundreds of hours of fun out of it. Just uh, same with like Zomboid and that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. we we I feel like um, now that like some of the original early access games are reaching like these decades of development, we need like a new term. Isn't it called live development, or is that only for like online games, like you know, like MMOs oh, and stuff? I have no idea. You know, Maybe? because like. It, in job postings, they talk about, like, working in a live development uh, sort of situation, right? And so that's what they're calling it in the industry, from what I know. But I don't know if that counts for, like, early access games. You know, I know it counts yeah. for, like, MMOs and stuff. Also, I, yeah, may, maybe, definitely. It's, it's, it's not a, um, like, a game, like, that sounds so stupid. It's not a gamer term, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's not established in the community, let's say it that way. So but maybe, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Life development. But hmm, dunno. Because that, that sounds that sound that reminds me so much of life service games and that's just like no. <laughs> no thank you. Or maybe that is what that means. I don't know. I'm Oh maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that is what that means. I don't know, you know, it's just something I see on job posting all the time and I'm like, hmm, yeah, yeah. I I'm not fully sure what they even mean by this, but okay. Yeah. And that's what I assumed, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. I, I mean, obviously, clearly, like they're still plotting on, so hopefully, they're not struggling for money. So, like, I guess it's gonna be be a little bit more common now to have like these these projects of like this these epic proportions. So that's definitely really interesting. Um, I I think to like keep keep an eye on like these types of projects. Oh yeah, I'm here for it. Honestly, yeah, like as long as they don't release it too early. Like the thing mm. is, is um, I'm okay with it being early, but give us several hours, like a bunch yeah. of hours of gameplay, and make it not glitchy. 
The yeah. second it's like super buggy, I'm like, I'm not touching this ever again. You know, and yeah, it's so I, hard I, to convince me to come back once it's like super buggy to the point where the game crashes constantly or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm okay with it not being perfect, but I'm also not your Q. Like, I am, I am not your QA tester for basic systems. Like, I will like, test new stuff that you implement, right? Yeah, that's fine. Like, if you, if you, like, for example, like in RimWorld, right? Okay, yeah, we have this, and then oh, we're adding this new system of ranching and like or or like animal taming that sort of stuff if you know if that has glitches at that point in, in like early access development that's fine but like if you're like i don't know colonist pathing bugs out like all the time and they just i don't know get stuck in a wall or something like i'm not here for that kind of testing no thank you no plus like i didn't buy the game like i know we're streamers so we get review keys a lot but Either way, I didn't buy the game to QA test. I'm not paying yeah. you to test stuff for you. Like, yeah, not the basic stuff like that. You should already have that figured out. You know, like, I mean, yeah. I get like there's weird case scenarios that users are going to be able to manage to do that QA testers just wouldn't have thought of. But you should have QA testing. <laughs> Bare there, should, minimum. there should be a base level of of like workability that. Yeah, that mm. oftentimes they don't have. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, talking about games and early access, um, I played a game that came out yesterday. I did get a key for it. It wasn't sponsored, though, called One Military Camp. <laughs> so uh, kind of a harking on both of the games that you just uh, um, talked about. It's it's military and early access. <laughs> but, oh, boy. Um, so it's it's um it's basically supposed to be a humorous take on running a military base and like freeing a continent from an enemy. So you have like uh the base management, which is like you have to like train up your special soldiers and then set them on missions and that sort of stuff. And it's 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 lighthearted, like two point campus and hospital and theme hospital yeah. and that sort of stuff. Oh, so okay. it, I was looking at it and. I thought it yeah. looked very two point, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. So, like, um, for example, like if you're tank driving, if, you, if you're training your tank drivers, they're driving around in like a little miniature tank, and you know that sort of stuff. Like, it's it's like high, lighthearted, humorous take on war. Mm. Like, um, the first thing the bad guy does when uh, they get introduced in like the the you know the intro uh, video is like he steps on a rubber ducky and that sort of stuff. Like, it's like <laughs> it. Yes, it's war, but it's not like bleak it's you know it's like it's like humorous and uh it has mm -hmm. a little bit of evil genius in there and that sort of humor obviously you're, you're fine you're playing the good guys and then like the the second bad guy like she has like really bad allergies so she like forces the people she turns people into zombies to cut all the flowers down and that sort of stuff so it's not uh. like it's not bleak um but it it it's it starts off really interesting. The tutorial is like really long and winding and has, I don't know, 80% too much text <laughs> for what it's trying to teach you. Uh, so yeah, you, you can mostly skip it actually. Um, really, if you've played a game like this before, it's not really rocket science. Um, but like, like the basis is there, the, the, the art is good, the humor is good. Um, uh, Mid-game got really boring though. Because, so what you have to do is you have to train ever-increasingly complex uh, specialities, like special, special, special soldiers. So you start off with, like, this is a, this is a, a infantry. So 
go, that's like purple. And then you have, this is a tank driver, so you have to train um, purple and red, which is like shooting, uh, shooting and, um, no, is it, yeah, it's shooting and um, strength. So they know how to drive a tank. And then they, they do that, and then you can specialize them if they've leveled up their purple and red. And then they train their class speciality, and they get better as a tank driver and that sort of stuff. Which is important later on for mission, because the better they are at their job, the more points they give you, and the enemy has points, and then you have to like have more points than the enemy, and you know, uh, that's basically like the percentage. So if you have like a thousand points, the enemy has two hundred points. You're probably gonna steamroll them and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, by mid game, you kind of just sit there and wait <laughs> for your mm. dudes to finish their training, which takes a while. And the only thing you do at that point is you buy supplies for your stockpile because you have to feed your people. You have to like supply ammo and um, medicine for when they get hurt, either on a mission or while training. So they can get hurt while training and that sort of stuff. But you kind of just sit there. You click on the stockpiles every couple of days to refill them to order like a... um, a refill and besides that there's not much to do in mid game so it's a really cool idea and the art is really cool the animations are really cool for like all of the little because it's like in two point and uh you know where you have like the little stations and they all have their funny animations and that sort of stuff so those all look really 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 good it's just i played for five hours yesterday ish five and a half and Last hour, I just kind of was sitting around and with nothing to do. <laughs> it got kind of boring, unfortunately. So it's a good basis. Mm. It's not buggy, but it's just it just it's just lacking on content in the end, which is a bit sad because the price is pretty hefty. It's like twenty five dollars, twenty five euros, um, with a ten percent launch discount. So it's a little bit. A little bit empty for that price point. Like it's a bit t- too hefty a price point for early access. Mm-hmm. Like fifteen, I think would have been better, and then raise the price once there's more to do. Like you technically, so the entire continent is there, and you can technically take down the entire continent. But most of the game's gonna be sitting around when you play it, so it's not great. Uh, for me, like I, I won't stream it like anytime soon again because it's just there's just nothing happening for stream. Like it's boring. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Overall, it sounds good though. Like it sounds like it has a a lot of potential. Yeah, um, once I it hate... makes it out of early access, then yeah, it'll be very good. Yeah, yeah, I, I hate, I hate saying it because it's such a trope at this point. But yeah, there is potential there. Like, you know, like it's quality stuff. As I said, like the humor, the art, the animations. Like, there's nothing janky about that. And I said, like, I haven't had any crashes. Um, haven't really had any bugs. There was one tiny thing where the game, like yelled at you that there is nobody working the canteen during shift change yeah if the daytime shift leaves and the nighttime shift comes in there is like a minute where there's nobody working there chill out game it's fine i've got cooks <laughs> um so but besides that like it, it ran like it ran really well so it's like like it's 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 early access in that not all content it is uh content and systems is in it's not early access in terms of game quality that's good oh that's good yeah 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 definitely so i'll definitely play it again they also have a roadmap and they're gonna put in like multiplayer asynchronous multiplayer they're gonna put in um 
more events and that sort of stuff. They're going to put in Twitch integration um, and that sort of stuff. So there's, you know, it's it's like I want to keep an eye on it. It's, Sounds good. At the moment, I would definitely say put it on your wish list um, and keep an eye on it. It's it's otherwise just a wee bit too early uh, for like getting and like plenty of enjoyment out of it. But there's also already achievements, so there's that. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm actually gonna try it on on Sunday. Nice. I hope I hope you find uh, like enjoy. Looking, looking forward to it now. Yeah, because it's good. It's just not there yet, but it's good. Yeah, like, just like a couple hours. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um. More. Fighting and mechs and military. Kiri, tell me about Phantom Brigade. Yeah, full disclosure, I was sponsored to to play the game. And I'm honestly very glad I, I was, because otherwise I probably would have skipped it. Mm. But I had a great time with it. So it's, they, they call it, it's a hybrid of RTS and turn base. I don't really see the RTS type in it that much, though. Mm-hmm. But okay. you, you're mechs, or you have mechs, it's, I would assume, on a different planet that is Scandinavian, Norwegian-influenced, because there are mm. a lot of no- Norwegian names. Mm-hmm. And something happened, other people attacked, you are the rebels basically trying to get everything back. Um, there is a world map where you've got missions, then you move on to that mission, and then you can load out your mechs. Uh, the loadout so far, is, so there's different weapons for them, and you can upgrade the, the mech when you find parts for it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't make it super far, so I'm not sure if you get like super exciting different weapons or if you only just find better ones, which is basically just one level higher, and then you get the higher level one and that's it. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can name the pilots, you can name the mechs, you can color them, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And then you send them into battle, and it's got a really cool mechanic. Um, they call it a prediction module that is in a mech so you know what the enemy is gonna do in a round because the the combat is turn-based then Mm -hmm. everything is on pause you see how the enemy is gonna move if they're gonna attack who they're gonna attack and you have like a a a timeline as in a video editing software and you can Mm -hmm. move your mouse on the timeline to know at what time the enemy is gonna be where and doing what and then your mechs can either wait, you can run, or you can attack. And you can put that on the timeline and then adjust that so that, you know, this mech is going to walk over there and then attack your mech here. So you see that, and then you can adjust. And then you can put up your shield ability in time and you move it on the timeline. And after that is done, you can queue an attack. But you have to be careful because attacking... Uh, produces heat and if your mech overheats first of all you're going to take damage and eventually it's going to eject your pilot and you won't be able to use it anymore so that's a really really cool mechanic and i liked it a lot because you just have endless amount of time to figure out the best move and once you're done with it all and happy you can execute it and every turn is basically five seconds so you always queue up actions for those five seconds and then they do the movement um, you can replay that because if you're focusing on your mech on the left and you don't really know what happened on the right, you can just replay that to see what happened then. And then you start over basically and queue up the next five seconds. Um, I think the art is really cool. It looks nice. The UI is very user-friendly. 
and and intuitive. So that is good. It's very clean as well. There are accessibility settings. So it's got a menu that is rotating and something else that's rotating in the game. But I turned it off immediately when I saw that as a setting for it. Oh my God, that is like so exciting. Know, right? <laughs> it is, it's really cool. So I turned all of that up uh, off. Um, there's one thing though, when you move on the timeline, the camera just like a teeny tiny bit of zooming in and zooming out, mm. which I think is unnecessary, but it wasn't really horrible for me and my simulation sickness. Um, yeah, there's voice acting, although the voice acting broke for me at some point and I didn't have it anymore. Oh, no. you, have, <laughs> you have voice acting and then like when you go and do karaoke, you've got a stroke around the words um, to like signify where the voice line is currently. Okay. And I, I saw that continue, but there was no voice. I just saw the text <laughs> and then the, the, the karaoke style, you know, this is what we're supposed to be right now, but I didn't hear anything. So that, I think that just broke. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit sad because the voice acting isn't bad. I've heard mm. other people say that the story isn't really good. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really know what's going on. It's just that we're being attacked. We're the rebels. We're attacking back. That's, mm. that's as far as I made it, really. But fighting is really fun. I like that it's not overwhelming because it's turn-based in that sense. And you just move everything around on the timeline. It looks really pretty. So I've, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Oh, that sounds really, really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Glad. Well, Will we play more of it, or maybe? Uh, that's a maybe, because I think I'm going to be very busy for the next week, so I'm not sure if I can mm, gotcha. fiddle it in. Because if I, if I have time to play whatever I want, I think I'd rather continue Company of Heroes right now. Mm, gotcha. But it's definitely a fun game that I wouldn't have checked out otherwise, because I don't like mechs. Or mm. as in... I'm not fascinated by them. I don't mind them, but it's not like, oh, there's mechs. I need to play it. Me too. But, but they're Same. cool. You know, it's, it's a good game. Nice. Well, awesome. Speaking of uh, simulation sickness, I oh, played yeah. through Halo 2. Um, and the, at the end, there's like all these elevators you go through. Oh my gosh. They're like, I, they're like little tube things that you like move up and stuff. And that ruined me. But beyond that, Halo 2 was really good. Um, because I played Halo 1 before, and now i am played through Halo 2. It's such an improvement on Halo 1. Because you can dual wield, and, like, the weapons feel so much better. And, yeah. I'd nice. Say That's cool. I'm excited to play the third one, but I'm playing, in, I'm playing other games in between. So one of the ones I'm going to be doing, or I'm doing, I started, is Against the Storm, which... I know if G uh, is a really big oh, fan of so good. <laughs> my chat wouldn't shut up about how much you love that game of G. <laughs> Go chat. It was really fun though. It was really fun. I like how it's um roguelite because mm. you know, like um my problem with city builders most of the time is I don't like the point where like things are self you know, the yep. ones are self governing. Yeah. And you're not really building too much new stuff, and it's more about making it look pretty and stuff. I just check out. So this on this, like you don't get to that point, and you don't need to make it pretty. You just need to make it function, which I really like because I'm very much I love games where I make it function and I micromanage and just make things work. I don't care if it's pretty. Like that's 
I do not want to waste my creative energy. I only have so much, but I have unlimited planning and organization energy, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's nice because it doesn't, it's a city builder, but it doesn't tap that creativity and creative energy that, you know, I try to not tap because it gets burnt out really easy and really fast. Yep. No, I agree. Mm -hmm. It's uh, just the fact you you have a goal and you achieve the goal and you're done and then you start over it's just so good oh i love that too yeah, yeah. the game is just so good and like like once again like super big shout outs to the devs like they're <laughs> so incredibly dedicated to their game like honestly like cranking out updates every two weeks is bonkers it's so crazy like oh it's mental it's impressive like, mm -hmm. Yeah, they just have new updates like every every two weeks. Sometimes bigger, sometimes smaller, but like there is always something like every two weeks and like so many um what they do is they 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 involve the community so much. Like uh basically um all the players, if you owned a copy of the game, you could open the game and you can vote on what the next rate the the fifth rate oh. race is. Like they just had that in the game. Like they did they, they just let cool. the people decide. They made three races and they were like, okay, which one do you want? And people could vote. It was so cool. Like, I don't know. It's like, they're, they're, they're definitely a company that are doing early access, right? Because there is so much content. The game already works so well the way it is right now. And they're just refining system, making things better, more intricate, even better design and just, ah. And yeah, they're, as I said, like two updates every two weeks, which is so, so impressive. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that is a really fast turnaround. I really yeah. hope they don't have crunch or anything and that the studio is going well. Because when I hear that, I just do worry a little bit about crunch, you know? I don't think so, because um, if, if it's not ready yet, they just say, yeah, this, this system isn't ready yet. So uh, okay. we're pushing that bit back a little bit. But we have this this week. <laughs> So uh yeah, no, I, I think I think it seems to be going really I, I hope it's going well for them. And uh yeah. I it makes I, I me think, feel better. I think what hurt them I, I mean this is just this is just my opinion here. Um I think mm, releasing on Epic first, because they did a year of early access on Epic, right? Um hurt them a little bit in terms of like making people aware about the game. Yeah. Obviously, it helped with the money, though, right? Like, clear, clearly, being on Epic for a year, they obviously got the Epic grant and the Epic money for that. Not the grant, but the money for that for being exclusive. Um, so that probably helps to like just secure their financials. Um, but there's so many people who just still like only just recently learned about the game because it in November it finally came out on Steam. Mm -hmm. On that way. I did not yeah. know about it prior. Like I thought it was new. <laughs> yeah, no, I I knew about it, but I I don't yeah. even I don't even know if I had it. But I just I had streamed it when it released on Epic, mm. and then I streamed it again when it released on Steam. I also like it a lot. I just need to go back to it. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I I really like, um. Like it's 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 got most of the achievable achievements with a couple of hard ones, so I'm I'm really enjoying that. Like, I mm -hmm. have like forty four out of fifty achievements at this point. It's it's yeah, nice. That's really fun. I'm I'm assuming there will be more achievements. 
or release, but who knows? <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talking about a game that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I played Bear and Breakfast for the first time this this week, like the full release oh. version. I played the demo. Gosh, I want to say maybe last year in February during a next fest, and was really excited. Um, then I didn't play it on release because they just didn't hand out keys to uh, streamers except for the really, yeah. really, really big ones. Dude, I really wanted a key for it, and I just never got one. And I'm kind of yeah. Sad, they just didn't but... give they they gave key, they gave keys to like Co. And that's like 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 basically creators of like co-carnage size, and that's it. Mm. So I got really grumpy, and I was like, "I'm not streaming this." Nah. <laughs> but then my community insisted on like trying to gift me the game. I think like three or f- uh, two or three people tried to gift me the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And um, I finally accepted. Like the first one, I declined. I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, okay, okay." I'm I might not stream this though. They were like, okay. So this week, I this week I just didn't really have anything come out that I wanted to stream. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna check out. I'm gonna check out older games that I have, and I'm gonna play this. And um, the start is cool, the art is great, but then everything is just waiting. There's nothing to do. Oh. And once you once you get to the point where it's like um. To get to the next bit in the story, you know, in the main mission campaign, here, um, uh, have like three guests leave five star ratings and get five more guests stay at this at this B and B. You just wait, you just wait, and it's so boring. Like, yeah, I can go uh-huh. and walk on the map again, the same route, to collect more of the resources. By the time I stopped playing after five hours, I had like four hundred of every resource. Because there's nothing else to do. Mm. And the worst thing is, you can skip nighttime. Like, you can go to sleep once it's nighttime. But you can't go to sleep during the day. And they take quite a while to pass. So you just stand around or you run around collecting the same resources again. They spawn in the same place. And it's just so boring. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. yeah. Like I think I think it's okay to play if you play it as like a I'm going to watch this thing on the side or I'm going to listen to this podcast and I just need something to do for my hands. Like mm-hmm. for that it's probably okay, but as like a I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to stream this game and there's there's lots of stuff to do. Like how in Stardew Valley you're like, "Okay, today we're doing this 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 and this." And then you do like two things on that list because you got distracted. And then you have like <laughs> so much more to do next day, and you're like, no, I don't want to sleep because I have so much still I need to do today. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's like com- yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, completely the opposite of that. It, oh god, it's oh. just that's it's very disappointing. So boring. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I've been like watching it for good sales and stuff. I guess I won't now because like, man, I mean, maybe for a me game, but like, yeah, it's not good. So for- disappointing. I yeah. don't think it's good for streaming. I also got to gift it from my community, but I've only played, I don't know, like two and a half hours. And I really like that part. But Mm. apparently I didn't make it to the the waiting around part. 
Well, you oh. probably, I assume you, you have the shack by now, right? And maybe you're working on unlocking the motel at that point? Probably. I know they've got a bus station because it's been a while since I, mm. since I played it. They've got bus stations and I don't know. Yeah, guess. Yeah. I can't yeah, really remember. I, I have unlocked all of that stuff. Like I, I unlocked like all of the bus stations like immediately and that sort of stuff. The motel took a while because I had to wait for the specific resource to spawn so I could collect it. <laughs> so that was that meant another day waiting because resources mm -hmm. spawn like every day. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, There's a lot of waiting. Like it, it, it would be fine if you could skip days. If I could just go mm -hmm. to sleep whenever and wake up the next morning, I would not be complaining because I could just do that when I'm waiting on stuff. But you can't. You're forced to wait the day out. And it's tedious. Not, it's so tedious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I just, I just didn't enjoy that bit at all. So I, uh, I, I played my vegging out game a lot on stream this week, which is just American Trucks. <laughs> Dude, that game is so fun. I played that with Sue Boy. Like, I'll just like put on a podcast and drive around. Just drive around. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, talking about cool. vegging out, though, I think Kiri did that with uh, Diablo 3 this week, or last uh, weekend, rather, right? I did. <laughs> I did, last weekend. So, originally, Mystery and I wanted to go to a spa. But mm. turns out, uh, ever since they opened again after COVID, you actually have to book it, like, weeks in advance, and we didn't realize. Oh. So, the spas were full, but I already said that I was going to take time off, so I stuck with that. And we decided to just stay home and veg out because we, we had then meant to actually go outside and, you know, do something unusual. Mm. We didn't. We stayed inside. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. And and I played a game, yes, Diablo 3 again, uh, for like 18 hours in a weekend. I haven't done that for years. Nice. And it felt amazing. It was exactly what I needed. And uh, so the reason I played it again was, first of all, I'm very excited about Diablo 4. And I couldn't wait. But also a new season started in Diablo 3. So I started with a softcore character, uh, played on my own. And then together with a friend, who's also a streamer, Smith Hiller, uh, we started hardcore characters. So once you die, you're dead. Nice. And, and we played the season together for a bit. And it was so good. I had so much fun. That Unfortunately, fun. I couldn't play all week. But, but I'm mm. looking forward to playing again on, I don't know. On the weekend. Well, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow should have time a bit, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's yeah, it was, awesome. it was exactly what I knew. It was so good. It's just one of those, I don't really have to think about it games. Mm. And you just run around and kill things, like hack and slash. I love it. Awesome. It does sound nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really wish uh, ARPGs drew me in like that. Mm -hmm. They just don't. They just don't. Like, I love Aww. the whole getting... Stronger gear, making, you know, gear, gear better, getting better colors in MMOs. Yeah. In ARPGs, it just does not draw me in. Oh, mm -hmm. Like, I, I played Diablo... Yeah, I played Diablo 3 once through uh, for the story. Like, I played the story. And then uh, I was like, okay, now it's time to, like, level the character more and get stronger. And then, like, as soon like the same story started, I'm just like, oh, this is boring. I mean, I know at that point you don't really care about the story anymore, but the rest of the like, yeah, the actual leveling thing, like, just it doesn't draw me in. So it's like, yeah, okay, this I is not for get me. Get that, <laughs> but also 
Diablo 3 has changed so much and there's game modes, so you don't play the story anymore. There's different game modes that you play. True, true. Like, this was like bounty yeah. hunting and such, and then the, the rifts. So True. But I, I get it, yeah. It's just it's yeah. absolutely Gee. perfect for me. Have you played yeah. uh Final Fantasy fourteen? No. <laughs> oh, I really? have not played the award winning uh MMO <laughs> Final Fantasy, which did you know you can play t- for free uh the expansion <laughs> Heaven Sword. Not sponsored, but uh, my my chat has uh, tried that <laughs> with me a whole bunch mm. of times. It's so good. No, I haven't. I I don't know. I think my problem with um, Final Fantasy, like the MMO, I just don't vibe with the art style for some I reason. I love it, dude. That's the reason I play it. Because, like, I don't know. I need to be able to make my character super cutesy. And uh, I love it. See, I, I, I don't like the cute. I'm not a cutesiest person. I like... The, mm. the cart i like her i like my mmo is more cartoony like wow i i i really like the 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 cartoonish look of like wow no oh, i do not I like the way yeah i do not like the way wow looks. i know like final fantasy is beautiful in my eyes and then <laughs> wow yeah. i was like yeah so i could just go play final fantasy instead and like have my cute cat girl with her pink hair and adorable <laughs> little outfits you know to be fair to be fair i wouldn't call wow nowadays pretty anymore it definitely is outdated looking even the new areas yeah i just like the art style like the style mm-hmm. of the art and how it's done mm-hmm. i wouldn't call it pretty anymore it's definitely outdated um even with the refreshes and all that sort of stuff but yeah I just, I just don't. I, oh god, I just need an MMO. I just need a new MMO. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nothing's good coming. It's like coming out MMO wise though, and it's like every Actually, like I'll try betas. Though. Well, there's Palia. I really want to try Palia. Yeah, but. me too. There's a lot in the works though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, this is kind of like okay. Let's let's just you know what you know what I may, I'm making an, an executive decision. We're because we're talking about this. We're sliding into new. Uh, to news without a break. Sorry, whoever's editing this. Did you though <laughs> hear about Pax Day? Did you did you hear about that game? Did you look at that? Like, I feel like I opened that just earlier today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We posted it. Like, oh gosh, I want to say. Oh yeah, no. Then I looked at it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just yeah. posted it. It's like a, it's it's they call it a social sandbox. Uh. MMO, it's by like ex Blizzard and Ubisoft people and whatnot. Um, it's apparently an MMO that doesn't have NPCs, but you know what it reminded me of? Worm Online. It's like this mm. multiple world for people, but it looks so uh it looks I I am low-key hyped for it because it looks really good and I think I like the idea of it a lot. And it does. Um, yeah, I'm just not it, sure if I could play it. Like, I don't, I don't know what the gameplay is going to look like. Yeah, of I'm course, of course. I'm not sold on it because I'm worried it will be too combat focused, and I'm just not a combat person. You know, like, but I don't know like the, when there's too much combat. I just like, mm-mm. true, 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 true. Um, but but it's a social sandbox MMR where you can build a home, craft your weapons, and go to war. So you probably don't actually have to do the fighting part if you don't want to. Mm. They do. They did have a um, announcement video as well, Kiri. Um, I think they have a little bit of um, gameplay. I want to say there was some gameplay in there, and um, 
I want to say that was pretty like, like um, you could zoom out quite far mm -hmm. in the like for that. It's, okay, it's a lot good. of talking in there. Obviously, not 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 too much gameplay, but like it has it has um MMR style camera, so you can zoom out and stuff, and like over the shoulder camera and that sort of stuff. Obviously, you know we don't know if you can you know yeah ha they have to have yeah. the, the staples like turn off screen shake and all that sort of crap, but. I don't know, like, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, th anyways, this was, a, like, I put it into news because this was announced a couple of days ago, and people are kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool, and um, it looks interesting, and it looks interesting, and I, and I, I just, I just want um, an MMR I can sink into again, it's been so long, and just nothing grabs me, and Same. I'm still so sad that new world like i i think new world could have been so good if it hadn't been pvp focused i oh because i loved running around in the world and like the crafting and gathering resources and all that sort of stuff like yeah if that had actually been like a viable thing to do like run my own shop in this and just get resources and sell resources to people like i would still probably play yeah. be playing that so much <laughs> yeah. not the stupid like pvp crap where Ugh any pve content that you do is either worthless or only like gets you like more pvp um like items it's, i don't know oh god mm. i'm so upset about it me too i don't mind the pvp but my problem was that i had trouble with the camera because i mm. couldn't zoom out and change the angle to a more top-down view yeah so yeah. i had to adjust my camera settings to be very slow and then combat was very difficult for me yeah that's i don't true, like that's pvp true. In general, I just, I don't like PvP. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with, um, like, board games and card games being PvP. But, uh, most of anything else, I'm, I'm not a PvP player. I just get salty or, you know, I feel bad for the person I beat. <laughs> it's either I get salty or I'm just, like, not happy winning because I'm like, oh, whatever. Or I'm I just like, wow, relaxing. I suck, I lost. It's just not relaxing. Me, I know. Like, like, let me let me go do fetch quests and like gather resources. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Make me your errand boy slash girl. Yes, please. Yes. Make me make me do that. <laughs> don't make yes. me. Don't make me do. Um, you know, kill other players. <laughs> I want to uh -huh, work should have all of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like like, or if you if or have both of it. But in like yeah. the problem is like New World did have these quests, of course. Um, for the for the territory standing, but the problem was just it was just the same five quests over and over and yeah. over and over again, and they gave you such little territory standing. Oh my god! And they have like these steam achievements because I was like, okay, maybe I'm just gonna play this as like a single player game and focus on getting steam achievements. But they have these steam achievements to get like 300 territory standing in every region. It, it's like it's like to get one region to 300, you need like 500 plus hours of gameplay. And there's like, I don't know no, what, like nine no. regions or something stupid? Like, mm -hmm. it's just not, not, <laughs> it's nah. not even feasible unless you like just play only that. And that's just like, ugh. I'm mm -hmm. so, I'm still so sad that they just squandered it so hard because it could have been so cool. Mm. Games, <sighs> games need to respect your time. That is like a huge too, thing yeah. that I am like, adamant about is like 
do not make me make this game my job, you know? Like, respect my time, you know? And some games, like, it doesn't matter the pace you move at, but other games, like, you're expected to move at the pace of the fastest players, and it's just like, no. Yeah, Let me do my thing. Like, let me be a noob over here. Let me, you know, take my time. And don't do this to me like and the second there's pvp and all of that like suddenly you know nobody cares about what you can do if you're not top tier and that's just so frustrating like i i I keep bringing up final fantasy but like literally they tell you if you want to cancel your sub you know between patches and whatever like do it we don't care you know and, like, they have hardcore stuff, but it, you don't need to do hardcore stuff. There's no really need to do it besides having fun with it. You know, like, when you're leveling and starting to first play the game, some of the collectibles you can get and some of the things you can gather are still able to be sold for really high amounts of money because people don't want to go to the effort and they're, like, annoying to get, you know? And a lot of games don't find that balance and it bothers mm. me. That's true. Yeah, that's definitely something that's very, very lacking. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for uh, PAX Day, uh, and uh, I mean it's probably gonna be, I well I I don't know I don't know how long it's gonna be because they they do have alpha testing signups already on their available on their website. So maybe maybe that is gonna come out sooner than we think. I don't know. Um, but it's probably still gonna be probably at least I would assume like two years or so. I just I just want an MMO. Just give me a good <laughs> MMO to play, please. We have that craving. I have that. I have it so badly. Yeah, I've had that recently. I got burnt out on Final Fantasy for a while. So I started like trying a bunch of different ones and I was just like the whole time I'm like, this sucks. This is not yeah. what I want. And then I just gave in and went back to Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've tried so many, and they, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just nothing right now that that grabs me, and it's like neither. Uh, I, I, oh god, like I don't know if this is like we're like super like meandering about MMOs here, but you know what? This is our podcast. We can do that. Yeah, um, we can. Like, I, I'm still interested to see how it's going to be, but honestly, at this point, I don't think we'll ev- it'll ever see the light of day. Uh, Ashes of Creation. Because Ashes of Creation also has that whole like changing the PVE world and taking up like making like hot like like um like community like the community node system all that sort of stuff which sounds really 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 cool but uh, considering they're like what five years four years behind like when they originally wanted to launch now I have a feeling mm-hmm. Ashes of Creation is never gonna come out. Mm. We'll uh, see. I backed it on Kickstarter. And like, yeah. I didn't oh. get the top tier, so I still don't even have alpha access, even though I have a tier with like certain early access. But it's like the game is not even at that spot at that point that my backer tier gets access to <laughs> the non-release build. Okay, yeah, it's 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 uh it's crazy. Like I don't know. Like I mean, they they do like weekly content and they show off stuff, but. At the same time, it feels like there's just nothing yet to really, like, like nothing tangible, really. I don't know. It's weird. I wonder if that game ever will come out <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, well. Talking about games coming out, right? 
Um, I I think did you put that in, Kiri? Uh, uh well, it was Bellana's topic. Ah, I I posted I it because I prepared the podcast. I can totally talk about nice. it. I just have yes. no clue what it is. Me either. So so apparently there was a, a paradox announcement. There's going to be a new Colossal Order game. Yes. And that's all I wrote, really know about it, because I've never heard about Colossal Order before. Well, you have. Because it's According not... to the website. Colossal... The... Colossal Order is not the game name. It's the developer's yeah. name. And they've made yeah. City Skylines. <laughs> so the City See? Skylines devs are making a new game. Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't get that. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> You're that's good. Fine. I, yeah, all good. So, um... The, we don't know yet what it is. We don't know if it's the rumored um, City Skylines 2 or if it's something completely different, but I know uh, a lot of people want, like, either a new one, uh, like a new City Skylines, or just more of the same game type thing. Um, or, like, 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 another game by them, because, like, I mean, City Skylines is, has been... I would probably assume a, a really good success. Like, there's a lot of people playing that, and a lot of people have played that, and they I've keep played pumping. it well too. Yeah, it's good. Yep, yep, yeah. It's a it's nice, not a new one would be nice. Yeah, see what I want. So, City Skylines for me is it, it's not bad, but it's not what I want. Because what I want is a Sim City type game. And mm-hmm. not a traffic management game, which City Skylines mostly devolves into. Or yeah. designing, mm-hmm. if you play free play, which is something that Sui earlier talked about. I personally don't have the creative juices thing to do that. Same. Like, to, to sink I, into I'm that. not the patience. I just don't care yeah. about that. Yeah, exactly. So, with a SimCity game, you, you don't have to do that. The, the whole designing thing, like meticulously designing and placing like a tree there and a tree here and make it all look pretty. Like, because I, I totally get that some people love it. I just don't have the patience slash time to do that. So mm. maybe, maybe I wish, rather, let's say it this way my wish would be that they don't make a new city skylines but they try their hand at an actual sim city type game because it's been freaking 10 years almost to the day actually that we got a sim city and uh sim city 2013 well it uh had its share of a lot a lot of problems <laughs> i've never played a sim city game or seen one before actually dang I've also never played one i think SimCity 4 is still really, really, really good. SimCity 2013 also got got decent with the um, Megastructure DLC that they added, but it was such a disappointment because at the time they were like, oh my god, it's going to have like multiplayer and it's going to be like asynchronous multiplayer. Yeah, and it was just like a mess. And it had like an always online requirement, so that bugged out for people and it was just so messy and the 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 biggest issue was because of this multiplayer online thing uh and just the game not running uh well otherwise it just had tiny 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 plots for your town like it was tiny the field and it, you you just hit this spot at at some point where you just couldn't do anything anymore even though you weren't like finished finished and that was really annoying the the DLC helped with that a lot because you got these mega towers where you could just house just 
thousands of people and have like shops and everything in just one area and that helped with that a lot so you have freed up space for other things but yeah it was it was not good at the time SimCity uh the, the previous one is still kind of the golden SimCity if you ever want to jump in and you can get that for like dirt cheap at this point um right. yeah 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 so uh moving on this is actually like um it's like it's like an esports section and i put both of those articles in and um well it's not really an article the first one is just an announcement um i i am not like full disclosure i'm not into dota but um dota is a pretty big esport and we've all heard of the international right which is like the biggest dota tournament and it has like Mm -hmm. ginormous prize pools and all that sort of stuff but um okay so there is this rather there was this um it's not really grassroots it's like um well it's 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 a production studio beyond the summit they did a lot of um tournament organizing and broadcasting of esports and they did Lots and lots of different titles, mostly Dota, but also some CSGO, Rocket League, fighting games, other like lots and lots of stuff. Like they were like huge. They were they were they were huge. Um, they were founded ten years ago, and um, they just put out a statement not too long ago that um they just can't do it anymore. Like, after 10 years, they just have to, or 11 years at this point, they just have to close their doors because it was just no longer viable because, I guess, like, esports has been, like, sort of in this bubble that's slowly starting to burst of, like, you know, un... I'm I'm lacking a word here. Like, the price pools and, like, the payouts and all that sort of stuff, they were just too high to sustain like it was unsustainable that's the word unsustainable so, yeah. that's so, what i'm looking for then. yeah excuse me what to say well, sorry from what uh, i've heard most... sponsors i'm not sure uh, if it's sponsors or if it's just like the general like ability to not be able to finance stuff anymore because like mm-hmm. it's just unsustainable as a whole as the whole industry mm-hmm. yeah I've... okay I've heard that most esports orgs do run out of loss. Like, I yeah. know um, the, the huge streamer Moist Critical. He does run a esports league, and it's like at a really massive loss. Like he talks yes. about it, and it's insane. Yeah, uh, most most teams. So so this is not this is obviously not a like a team like a player team. It's a production company, so they only ran like tournaments. Uh, mm-hmm. and and they they um did the whole broadcasting thing side of things and the casting side of things not the the team and player side of things but like yeah. the entire industry basically just got so blown out of proportion with like um costs and price pools just not being um sustainable like like they just don't have money to like pay their people and and keep doing these these uh, tournaments i assume lack of like maybe sponsor investment and lack of like community payments i guess is is in there because like how do esports tournaments make money they they get sponsors and they get people to watch them who then watch ads right yeah and Mm -hmm. we all know 
that um yeah with with the with the economy being as it is like there's a lot of companies who've who've pulled out of certain promotions or like dialed back their um things not necessarily like games but like gaming adjacent companies they they've dialed back a little bit because people just don't have the spending power so yeah i assume that's like part of it um i'm i'm not a dota person i've only ever really watched starcraft so i i can't like comment on how like um uh how this this company was run or anything like that but um they were one of the biggest and um they had they had a lot of um you know they had the watch time and the the viewers and that sort of stuff but uh yeah i i guess it's coming to that time where this this esports bubble is is probably going to to burst just a just a little bit um because it's just yeah not not doable at this point like the the return of investment is just not there to actually make it yeah, I, I know I just keep using the reusing the word sustainable, but yeah. So I don't know. It it sucks though well, because like losing not it's, it's not even necessarily community run, but like like losing the diversity of people and companies running events like that is always sucky. It always mm-hmm. just sucks. Yeah. Because you know, it, it's just yeah, it just sucks because it's monopolies are bad <laughs> basically is what it yep. comes down to, right? Um and uh continuing on with the esports news though this i know a little bit more about because i did used to watch lots of starcraft um gsl which is um korea's south korea's longest running starcraft 2 um event uh like for for uh, esports and, and pro esports and that sort of stuff has like significantly downsized their leak this year including payouts by a huge 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 margin um like so 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 much like it's it's uh it's crazy like um they're they're go- they're they're planning to hold three th- seasons uh for a total prize money payout of $78,000, which sounds like a lot, but over three seasons, that's not so much. And it's not like only first place gets money, um, right? Like the money gets split up yeah. between first, second, third, whatever, like up to eighth place, I think they all still get prize money. So like if you win it now, you make like a measly $7,000 for like three, four months of invest. Like it's, it's so low because even last year, where they had three seasons and then two extra bigger tournaments called they they called them super tournaments. The prize money payout was four hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So roughly That's an incredible cut. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They cut it by like eighty percent or something like that, right? Is my math solid here? Because eighty times five would be or eight times five is forty, right? So <laughs> mm-hmm. um they cut it by by more than eighty percent, really, actually, at this point, if you don't just so like yeah, that's a huge, huge, huge that's, loss. That's also that's rough for the the esports professionals. Yeah, yeah. Um if they're relying it, on that prize money. Yep. 
Yeah, this wow. is yeah, it's basically uh, a nail in the coffin for the StarCraft two scene in South Korea because they're just it's not sustainable to make you know if you on it's not sustainable. <laughs> it's just not. It sounds the like end. the whole the whole way of how esports is done needs to be reimagined somehow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like it's not like the 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 way it's all done right now is just not sustainable. Yeah, it's just it's just not there, and um, yeah, it it really sucks. I mean, yeah, to be fair, for the last ten years, it's been a joke. Uh, Starcraft Two is a dying esports, anyways. But this is this is a yeah. this this is a huge nail in the coffin, and um, a lot of Starcraft Two pros in Korea are now like, well, either I'm going to quit and do other things now um or a, a whole bunch of them are considering to go back to brood war because um that scene's still going pretty strong especially with that remaster that that blizzard put out like several years ago so that that's that scene is um alive and well which has always been like the beloved scene in south korea anyways um so yeah, it's 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 a big, 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 big hit for the uh, StarCraft two community as a whole, and then the Korean prize in particular. It um it really sucks. It's a very big, big loss because it was always mm-hmm. like, you know, it was like the way to make the Korean scene like sustainable, and then have like Westerners go to Korea and like compete in it, it was like. You know, it was really special for them, and just like I don't know, it's it, it sucks, it sucks, and uh, makes me a little bit worried for like just like they all of these stories kind of just commu- um like cum- accumulating at the same time makes me a little bit worried for the 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 esports scene and more niche games. I don't think like LOL or Dota or CS:GO is gonna go away, but like the more niche mm-hmm. ones, I. Feel for fear, fear for a little bit in terms of sustainability over the next few years, mm. which kind of kind of sucks a little bit. Because GSL, yeah. like back in the heyday, was really really cool. I went in 2014, and it was it was special. It was very very special. And even then, like it was already so much dialed down compared to like the Brood War events. But it was still it was still really heckin' special. But yeah, well, sounds cool to go to an esports event. I've never been to one. It was cool. I've been to, well, I went to the GSL finals in 2014, one of them, the ones in uh, October. I went to two Home Story Cups, uh, and one of them was their uh, anniversary, um, which was like a really, really big one. That was cool. But that was like all already like lots of times ago, <laughs> like lots of years ago. But no, it was mm-hmm. fun. Very exhausting because those are like, even just as an attendee, I don't even want to know how exhausting it is as a caster or <laughs> player, <laughs> but because uh, the days are long. But no, it was cool. It was cool. Um, very special. Probably the one sporting event that I actually <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but talking, last, last news on the docket for today. Talking about events, Carrie, tell us yeah. what the heck you did this week. Okay. Um. I was invited to go to an opening event of a new merch store slash flagship store of the publisher THQ Nordic. They are based in Vienna. 
I'm based in Vienna and they invited me. Um, full disclosure, I was paid to produce social media content about it, but it was still a really, really cool event um, with red carpet and catering. Um, the store store is located uh, in Wien Mitte, so that's you know, super central, easy to reach. And it's a clean, open spaced, fancy store, I'm going to say. They've got <laughs> merchandise about the games. Um, I don't know, figures, t-shirts, hoodies, uh, board games, props, stress toys, but I don't know. And then you can also get games. And they've got a gaming station there as well, which is really cool. Also, they've got these huge flat screens um, on the walls showing gameplay trailers and stuff. Game trailers and gameplay trailers. And the gaming station, there's a PS5. They do exist. And <laughs> you can test all the games you can, you can buy there, which I think is really cool. So they've got a shelf with, I don't know, the, the SpongeBob game, um, Biomutant, Breakfast. Breakfast is the one I tried. So for the sponsorship, what they want me to do is just, first of all, go there and look at things, take my own pictures and videos, but then they also had me in certain photo ops with a cosplayer, for example. There was a really cool cosplayer there. Mm. Um, and they wanted me to, to game and then record footage of that so I can post about that too. And I like the idea of it because for me, it was actually perfect because with my simulation sickness, unfortunately, I can't play any of the games that they would sell there. <laughs> I can play the others that they don't sell there, but I could try it. And I tried Breakfast, which piqued my curiosity because I like I like racing games. And I tried it, and it's a no go for me. So I can't play that. No. I played it for like five minutes, and I could test it. And and I think that's really great. Mm. Um, yeah, this and then they sent me home with a goodie important. bag. Sorry, that was <laughs> super important. No, yeah. no, absolutely, it's, it's important. Yeah, even for bigger games. AAA studios take note. Demos are important, so we can test it if we, yeah. you know, if we need accessibility settings. Even if you just give us 10 minutes, that's fine. Just limit it to 10 minutes. Just let me test it and see if I can actually play it. Yeah. But, but yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt bad, you. Sorry. 10 minutes is all you need. It's probably yeah, exactly. More than you can play, anyways. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's okay. So, so it was a cool event because I felt very special being invited to that. And then the, the, the creme de la creme of Austrian content creators showed up. That was really cool. And, and the thing is, I, I suppose I kind of count to that. I don't feel like it, mm. but I, I saw the, the other OG Austrian content creators show up and, and that was really cool. And I got to talk to them and hang out. But yeah, right. so, so the, the news is not... I. I was there really, but the news is that THQ Nordic, the publisher, now has a flagship store selling merch in Vienna and their games. It's the first of its kind, so they, they only have that one store on, in the world, and that's here. Yeah. Super it, cool. It is cool, and it sounds like a fantastic event, because normally like, you have these events, and it's like, maybe London... Mostly, but like stuff like LA, right? Like that's that's where you yeah. have like these events, or maybe New York City or Tokyo. Tokyo also has really lots of special stores, but like, or like like pop up stores where they're only there for like you know a month, and you can buy like merch and that sort of stuff. Um, it sounds like a really really cool event. Cool event. I am just so worried about how sustainable it would be, like to actually do yeah. that because I. I can't imagine there being like 
that many fans of those games that would specifically go to a store and travel to Vienna to buy merch. Yeah, so so the thing is also that mostly everything you can also get online. Yeah. Uh, there there are certain items which are exclusive to the store, and currently that's jewelry, so handmade rings for Gothic and I think Darksiders. They they mm. look really cool. So those are the only items they can actually get only in the store. Everything else you can also buy online. Yeah. So I'm I'd... I'm pretty sure that I can say nobody's gonna travel here for that. <laughs> yeah. Because, because why would you? Yeah. And then there aren't really any other interesting gaming events here where you'd say, oh, you know, I'm going to this convention in Vienna. I'll just pop to that store as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's not I, happening because also the mm. gaming convention that we have here is not international. It is German only done. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. that's what I would worry would like that's what I'm like like right now like thinking worried about, but I mean Yeah, I don't I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah, not not to be mean, but maybe it's like a tax thing, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it could be. I have no clue. In, in the end, who knows? But I mean, maybe they're cool... doing so well and they've got money to spend, and then they, yeah, you know, yeah. thought about getting the store. The the thing is though, they're also thinking about hosting events there. Mm, okay, because it because it is a cool location, and, yeah. and they talked about that. So maybe that way it would be profitable. Then I don't know. Yeah, because like because I'm also assuming that renting a shop space in uh Wien Mitte is probably not cheap <laughs> rent wise. I, I think so yeah no it's, it's probably not cheap so but it yeah. is really conveniently located so mm, i think just of lots course, of yeah. people who don't know about it will just walk past and think oh hey look at this let's go inside yeah maybe that yeah. maybe that so, like maybe there's foot traffic like or like like you know people like gamers coming by and then just at least gra- like grabbing yeah. the games or something like that it's and definitely maybe, a good location for that yeah yeah, and you did say that they're doing it online there, so maybe they're also like moving their um, and not often their online sales, like the online sales fulfillment center to that location, potentially so, like just run it mm-hmm. together as the store and the online business. I don't know, but it's it's Possibly. definitely interesting. Um, definitely not like Wien is definitely not the location that I would have like. This is a surprising <laughs> location, not because Wien is bad, but Wien is like a little bit out of the no, way. I get it. Like it's a big the, the, city, yeah, right. But it's a little bit out it of the way. It is a big city, right? And it's also in Europe. But like, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's not, not really not... where gaming stuff happens usually. Yeah, like yeah. like I could I could kind of see it more happening like in, in like being sustainable in like Cologne maybe with having a Gamescom there. But I mean, hey, good luck to them. I hope it works out because it's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see. It's a, it's a cool, cool idea, idea, you know. It'd be yeah. cool to replicate that sort of thing with more pop-up shops. Like, it would be really cool to have more pop-up shops shops in the gaming industry, and maybe it will, like, even if this isn't sustainable, maybe it will inspire more of those to happen. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I think it's, yeah. uh... I, I know, like, pop-up stores do really, really well in Japan, but then Japan mm-hmm. is also a much smaller country. Um, or, like, uh, a country where it's a lot more, uh, a lot easier to just, quote-unquote, just hop on a Shinkansen and you just take a train for three hours and then you're in like a city 600, 700 kilometers away and you can just go to the pop-up store and grab your stuff. Um, well, even like pop-up right. stores when around different game conventions could work. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. you know, oh, yeah. PAX West is happening in Seattle, so we're going to do a pop-up store in X place in Seattle, you know? Yeah, or, that'd be cool. I yeah. don't know. 
Gamescom is happening. Let's do a pop-up store real close to that, you know? like Yeah, that'd be really, that really cool. That could definitely probably become a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There are some some really cool merch, but like a lot of like I have looked at game merch and a lot of the times what kills it is the shipping because it's like, yeah, we're shipping oh, yes. from the US. And it's like, oh, yeah, OK, close. Bye. That's out of the question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. But I guess this means that if you're from Europe and you're ordering THQ mer- Nordic merch, it will ship from Europe. So, yay, no taxes. Unless you live yeah. in the UK like me. Yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah. I think that this is a wrap on yeah. episode 59 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. Uh, Today hosted by me, FG, uh, with Sui and Kiri. Kiri, where can people find you? You can find me as 2D Kiri basically everywhere. Easiest is to go to 2dkiri.com and then you've got all the links there. Nice. Awesome. And Sui, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm Sui, S-U-W-E-Y. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Sui. I'm at Sui on YouTube for my main channel. Then I also have a VOD archive channel, at Sui Streams. And at Sui Streams is also my Twitter handle. So, there you go. Awesome. And uh, I have been your uh, temporary, this episode's host, FG Squared. You can find me at fgsquared.tv. There's links there to everything. And uh, this has been the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. Something, something, don't change the dial. I definitely know how uh, how our outro goes, but uh, oh, oh, the keep the, listening. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have to do the the thing for the people who made the music. We don't have to do it. Ep- ep- well, we don't have to do it every episode. We don't. But now it's weird if we don't. So no, it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank, you, so thank you to Peter Paul and, and Paul uh, Miles. I think for the yes, music. For the music. <laughs> the Sorry, music I only know Peter. But, awkward. Yeah outro how about we just re-record the outro there and arch can cut this out cut this out okay we can can Uh, do that he says don't change that dial halcyon frequency signing off yes thank you all right this was episode 59 of the halcyon frequency podcast keep listening don't change that dial this is halcyon frequency signing off There we go. We did it. We survived. Okay. <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs>